it's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the All Pacers podcast. If you haven't already, please download, rate, review, and share. It's a huge help for us here. Uh, as always, I am Jeremy, and joining me are Jack and Breezy. Guys, how's it going? Good. Great. Oh, Ooh, uh, one up to you. Wow. Uh, amazing. Spectacular. Well, I'm fine. Okay. Good. I'm, I'm glad you're good. Well, I was. Uh, what's better than spectacular? Anything? Sex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was going to say cowabunga, but. That's not an adjective. That's just like a... It's, it is an adjective. You don't, don't say, look at that cowabunga plant. That plant sounds awesome. What plant are you looking at? <laughs> I want to see that plant. I think it's just a general phrase. Yeah, it's like an exclamation. Oh. Cowabunga. So like a it's like an, an interjection. An interjection? Uh, right. An so, idiom, I think. Okay. I think it's an apostle. <laughs> What? Yeah, I'm gonna go with interjection or adjective. Uh, well, I think it's we definitely not an adjective. That's though. that's a cowabunga, dude. No, I know the saying's <laughs> that's cowabunga, dude. But that's not. It, it would either. be a noun in the case you just used it. I think it might be an adverb. It uh, that's that's cowabunga. Cowabunga. That is a noun. You're right. It is a noun. It's it's not a noun. I'm getting to the bottom of this. Okay, let's get to the bottom of this on the All Pacers podcast. It is Cowabunga from Teenage Mutant, more commonly from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm going to take a quick victory lap. It is an exclamation. Oh. I was correct. Okay. And in case you were wondering, it is an informal exclamation. Cool, yeah. So you're finding all this on your computer right now that we can't see? What if you say it yeah. in a tuxedo? How convenient. <laughs> so make it a formal exclamation? Then it would be formal, yes. Okay. Good to know. It's like so, that Winnie the Pooh meme. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so if Winnie the Pooh wearing a tuxedo says cowabunga, it's formal. Yeah. Got it. Cool. So, so now that we did that, are we, are we good? Well, this might surprise you, but there was a huge uptick in the use of cowabunga in the 80s. And I don't want to say it's all because of the Ninja Turtles, <laughs> but seemingly no one ever used it before then. Yeah. Uh, I. That's one of those words where it's like not lame to say now kind of is but like if someone says that i'm not like oh they're the worst i'm like oh that's kind of a cool word i can't think of any time i have ever heard anybody say it other than me now yeah other than you now like and how'd you feel when i said probably since i watched rocket power as a kid oh so good but how'd you feel when i said it uh i felt like i was watching rocket power again oh or what i imagine surfs up would be like but i haven't seen it Nice. What if Slick Leonard replaced Boom Baby with Cowabunga, dude? <laughs> Cowabunga, dude! All the Depot for three! Cowabunga, dude! <laughs> I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it, yeah. Uh, or uh, that smothered chicken. That's uh, Cowabunga chicken. Yeah. <laughs> or just <laughs> Quinn just saying Cowabunga. <laughs> dude, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. All right, so we're three and a half minutes in. We've been talking about Cowabunga this whole time. Do we need to talk about anything else? No, I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> I think that's a successful play the, play the outro music, Austin, since you're editing. Play the outro music. <laughs> well, before I do, you could tell me where you might have been on December 14th, 2016. 
Uh, Christmas party. Yeah, I was probably counting down Christmas. Oh, yeah. With we're, the a very, we're a very Christmassy podcast. <laughs> yeah, mm. we're very Christmassy. Well, I don't know where I was, but if you were in Los Angeles, you might have seen the UCLA Bruins beat Cal State Berkeley 102-62 to and remain undefeated. Now, why is this game significant? Well, because... Two Pacers greats had Three. great games. Oh, was Ek Anagbogu? Was his? Did he have a good game that game? Uh, if you're, oh, I see. He had nine points and seven rebounds. And Another Pacer blocks. great. It's not bad. That's a great. That's you got three Pacers there that had I great games. I don't know who that guy is. He was on the Pacers a couple years ago and got, or maybe even last year, or two years. I can't remember, but uh, dealt with injuries and just could never play. Uh, and okay. also, was he actually good? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. These two Pacer greats, who are still playing for them, TJ Leaf and Aaron Holiday, had great games. Uh, TJ Leaf had 25 points, 10 rebounds, and 8 assists. And Aaron Holiday off the bench with 20 points, 6 assists, and 4 steals wow. for Ooh. the Bruins. Nice. So Unreal. Maybe time to rekindle some of that Bruin magic. Between the two of them. Hey, honestly, the few games I watched of UCLA that year, I mean, it was just a few. I thought TJ Leaf was the best player from that UCLA team that had Lonzo Ball. Well, they also made Thomas Welch look like a really good guy, That's too. True. So. That's true. And they had Bryce Alford. They did. Man, we know a lot of that UCLA team. That's kind of cool. Uh, we'll be getting into a little bit of TJ Leaf talk later on. But first, make sure you all follow us on Instagram at all.pacers. And now... As we announced last week, you can follow us at all underscore Pacers on Twitter. And we have a little announcement here to make. If you go to our Twitter, follow us, and give us a retweet anytime between now and the beginning of the Pacers game on August 1st. That's the first real Pacers game back, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you'll be entered to win a nice little prize from us here at All Pacers. Ooh, what, uh, what kind of prize are we talking if I knew, I would tell you. Oh, okay. If I knew, I wanted to have asked you. That's true. It's a <laughs> surprise prize. Okay, but so it, some one of us knows. But it's real. Yes, it is real. And you will get it. And we've given so many prizes out before in the past, so it's worth a follow. I mean, if you don't win this one either, keep following us. I mean, you're, you'll there's a chance, like, if you're involved in this community, you'll win something from yeah, us at we some do, point. Yeah, we do giveaways throughout the season, so... This is uh this is just one for try and get our Twitter up and going and get people on there and engaged. Yeah. Uh, we tweet from it all the time. Try and get good conversation going. So yes. And we love we love when you guys message us back. Um, we love talking to you guys Pacers basketball. I mean it's one of our favorite things to talk about. So yes. whenever you guys have anything you want to talk about with Pacers, hey, you know where to go, right here. And if we don't get back to you immediately either, we will. We promise. But yeah, go ahead and follow us on Twitter if you don't already. And Instagram, I'm I'm hoping you guys already follow us, but if you don't, yeah. Even if you do already follow us on Twitter, hit that retweet button anytime between now and August 1st, and you'll be entered into that contest as well. Dope. Thanks, Jeremy. Twitter suggestion. What if instead of all underscore pacers, it was all underwear pacers, <laughs> and it's just pacers players in their underwear? That seems like a different kind of Twitter that I really don't want to be running. <laughs> Hey, no idea is a bad idea, Austin. Except for that idea. <laughs> that was a rough idea. Hey, you know what, man? What? I'll let you run with it, Austin. You start that account, 
I feel like I might get more followers very quickly than our actual account has right now. <laughs> but are they the followers that we want? <laughs> hey, uh, no, no follower is a bad follower. Good point. Good point. It's all stats in social media land. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you start that. You let us know how it goes, and uh, just don't associate with all underscore pacers yet. Hey, speaking of clothes, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. Hey, Austin, um, you like clothing? Mm, sometimes. You know, like 50% of the time? What, like higher, lower? It's all circumstantial. Okay. Well, let me tell you about this great clothing brand that we've partnered with. Mm. It starts with an appreciation of sport. The numbers 9450 represent the, do you know? Mm, I don't know, maybe the dimensions of a soccer court? Uh, maybe, but in this case, it represents the dimensions of an NBA basketball court, 94 feet by 50 feet. But it means much more than the numbers on a blueprint. It's the foundation where we come together and move culture, where we display talent and personality through style of play and fashion. Austin, hmm. when you're looking for a girl, do you usually look for talent, personality, or fashion first? I usually want to see if they have eyeballs first. <laughs> and if they don't? <laughs> That's a non-starter. Okay. Sorry well. to the eyeballless community. <laughs> so, let's get back to this. Uh, 9450 Apparel was created to contribute to the basketball community through lifestyle pieces that tell stories for fans and athletes alike. We at All Pacers Pod love the products that 9450 Apparel offers. Plus, you can't beat the value. Jeremy, I love your 9450s tee right now. Thanks, man. Looks, it looks great as always. Anyway, 9450 Apparel also understands the importance of giving back. For a limited time, you can find their I Miss Basketball t-shirts, and 100% of the profits from that shirt will go to Feeding America, where lives are being changed and hunger is getting defeated. Basketball is more than a sport, and with 9450 Apparel, you can be more than a fan. Take your style up a level by visiting 9450apparel.com. Again, that's 9450apparel.com. Back to the pod. All right, we are out here by our wonderful pool. It's a very nice evening. It's not super hot. I was worried it was going to be terrible, but it's nice and shady down and, here. And uh, I guess your neighbors got the memo, Combs, because uh, there's no lawnmower right now. There's no lawnmower, no. Yeah, the dogs barking. There's some loud bugs. There are big old bugs, mothras everywhere. <laughs> so just uh, bear with us if you hear any background noise. We're working through it just like everybody else is. Uh, but since we're here by the pool, we're going to talk about the bubble, and uh, we got some bubble news. We actually have a a wheel. We got a wheel of news. Yeah, let me let me pull this out here real quick. I'll put it right by you. <laughs> we don't need sound effects because we're we have it right here. <laughs> Oh yeah, but you had to you had to pull the wheel. Yeah, well, out I of mean, the shed. you probably heard it pull, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, now there's double sound effects. So, Jeremy, the wheel's right here next to you now. I All mean, right. you know it. You can see it. I don't know why I told you. So, yeah, go ahead. You can do whatever. All right, for everybody at home, on this wheel we have six categories. Some are fun. Some are just informational. <laughs> and you created this, and I love. I this. did. I love this. This is a. Uh, I'm going a little bit crazy, you know. So I'm just making wheels now. That's that's what I am. <laughs> My <laughs> brother used to make lists. <laughs> he made some great lists, by the way. Like what? <laughs> um, it was all it was all top ten. So it was like top ten superhero movies from summer 
2012. <laughs> Were there 10? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> At the time, in summer 2012, for him, yes. Nice. I'd, uh, Typically helps if you speak into the mic. <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so here are our categories on our beautiful new wheel here. We've got... Coronavirus, Ooh, of course. Scary. It's a big, it's a big news story right now. Uh, we have family emergencies. Ooh, scary. I, w- I'm excited for that category. Uh, we have the wizards. Oh. Uh, uh, if it's real wizards, it's also scary. Yeah, and is that really Pacers related? Like real wizards and witchcraft? You're gonna have to wait and see. Okay, I'm excited. Uh, we have new owners. Oh. Potentially scary. We have new NBA dates. Oh, okay. That could be anything. Yeah. It could be a day or people dating. And then finally, we have broadcast schedules. (laughs) Oh, dude. (laughs) We're all over the place with these new Riveting. That last category is riveting. I'm excited (laughs) for that one. I mean, these could go anywhere. When you said- a spooky list. Yeah, it is a spooky list. When you said NBA dates, my first thought was when Oladipo was the thingamajig on- Oh, yeah. Uh- what, the mask singer. singer. What's her name? Nicole Scherzinger or something? Yeah, he tried to uh, get a date with her, and I don't think it worked out. I don't think so either. But I'm rooting for. Well, okay. Well, you just gave it away. But I was hoping that's <laughs> what the category was. Is that all the people got a date with her? But no. No. Dang. All right. I'm gonna spin this wheel. Here we go. Giving it a spin. <laughs> oh, NBA dates. Oh, this is the least exciting one. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Big news here, guys. The draft lottery has been moved up to August 20th from August 25th. Okay. Huge oh, news. Oh, that's a shame. Really, really big news. Uh, the draft is still on August, October 16th, so you don't have to worry about that. All your draft day plans can stay the same, but that... Draft lottery day has moved up five days. Yeah, I'm getting my hair cut all day August 20th, so now I'm going to miss it. That's that's too bad. Yeah, bummer, same. Where yeah. do you go to get your hair cut? I go to your house. Where do you go? Oh, I also go to my house, so I guess we'll be there. Yeah. It's it's outside, of course. Never, funny that we've never talked shop in the shop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's weird that you guys will be at a house and not able to watch <laughs> the draft lottery. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. Our lie. We kind of got caught in our lie. Um. But, hey, does this affect the Pacers at all? No. You don't think so? Well, we won't be in the lottery. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> do we know our draft pick for sure? Well, oh, do we even? We don't have one because the Malcolm Brogdon trade. Right. Yeah, so, okay, this affects us in so, no way at all. <laughs> that's why I said this is the worst one. <laughs> it's good that we <laughs> got the worst ra- one. Yeah, it I'm glad it landed on that one immediately. All right, let's give this thing another spin. Okay, let's do it. Oh, n- new owners. Oh, this is a juicy one. All right, Timberwolves owner Glenn Taylor has announced he's willing to sell the team, and former player Kevin Garnett has put together a group of investors to put in a bid. Ooh. That's a competitive player. Can you do much in Minnesota as a team? Probably not. But it's always nice to have someone in there that's competitive and loves basketball first. I think having... Well, I was about to say this, but then like it doesn't help Michael Jordan in Charlotte. Like having you would think having a former player as the owner would be an incentive for guys to go there and want to play there, but 
Yeah, that totally. I don't think so. Great point. That just made my uh, argument uh, irrelevant because I said as long as you have a competitive person that loves basketball first, then it should be good. And Michael Jordan is that person. Yes. And he is the, one of the worst owners. But does he love basketball first right now? I don't know. I can't imagine anything Michael Jordan loves more than basketball. But do you think, I mean, yeah, basketball, but owning a team, do you think that's number one for him? Like, is that what he loves the most? It probably should be because it's worth billions of dollars. If I was Michael Jordan, I would be investing in time travel so I could travel back to the past and play more basketball at the highest level. Okay. But he would be this age, right? Yeah, you don't change age when you time He's travel. He's not getting younger. Yeah, but, okay, have you watched highlights from the 90s? He would still be, like, a top 10 player. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right there. So, number one, Charles Barkley. Yep. Number two. No, uh, number one, Hakeem. Oh, Hakeem. Number two, Charles Barkley. Number three. Mm, not Carl Malone. Not Car- it can't be Carl Malone. Are you, just, are you guys just forgetting actual Michael Jordan? <laughs> well, no. Oh, I guess regular Michael Jordan will be there as well. He def- he played in the 90s. So there's two Michael Jordans. I think he would be number one. Okay. Let's go Michael Jordan, Hakeem, Charles Barkley. Of course, Reggie Miller, fourth. I'm probably going to put Scottie Pippen <laughs> and a handful of other guys. Small handful, but... Oh, Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Um. Penny Hardaway. I wouldn't put Penny Hardaway over Reggie Miller. Would you put Penny Hardaway over old Michael Jordan? I would. Uh, Penny Hardaway couldn't handle the press, so. (laughs) Well, neither can now Michael Jordan. Yeah, but he doesn't have to take the ball up the court. What's he going to do, just stand around and shoot? Yeah, because he's seen basketball in the future, and he knows all you have to do is just stand in the corner. Have you seen him shoot a basketball recently? Do we know if he can shoot well? Oh, yeah, he can. Hey, let's table this conversation for later, but mm-hmm. this actually makes me think, this uh, category that we landed on at the wheel, this makes me think, what current NBA players would make the best owners? I'll, I'll say the obvious one. Uh, LeBron James. Yeah. He'll have the capital to easily get a team. He could probably be a sole owner. And I'd love to see him do some team building where he doesn't have to compete with his own salary. <laughs> which has been his problem like on the Cavs and stuff where he's trying to get his own guys in, but he gets paid too much to get a good team together around him. So let, let's see if he doesn't have to deal with that. Is that the problem? I'm going to pump the brakes on that because across all sports, the track record of owners who are heavily involved or are solely making personnel decisions is not great. Uh, and also, I think a lot of, and this has to do with competing with his own salary, like you said, but a lot of the trades that LeBron has pushed for or guys that he's pushed to get onto the team, those results have been very mixed as well. And I think LeBron is probably the smartest player in the NBA, but IQ on the basketball court is a lot different from running a front office and being a GM. So I would be very hesitant to put him in as the owner yeah and i agree with that decisions i i agree with that as well um also i just want to add lebron has had good teams obviously in the past i mean but you oftentimes see him making it far in the playoffs with just schmuck teams that are old and just like not good players but it's not necessarily salary because what you i mean he's made he's making maybe 40 million a year this year which is a lot 
I mean, especially with how the salary's laid out. But why aren't they getting better players? Why are the general managers not helping him out more? He has AD now, but like, who's his third best player on the team? Kuzma? Is well, he actually, is I he wouldn't criticize this team because they are yeah. definitely the first or second best team in the NBA. Right. Okay, that's fair. But uh, you know, like in the past, when LeBron's pushed to get all these players on his team, it's like. Or is this really the right fit for you right now? Shouldn't you take a step back a little bit and let your general manager do some of the work? Yeah. I don't know. I've always thought, like, if he just was in a good system where the general manager um, and coach had a lot more say in what's going on with the team, LeBron could be more successful. I will say, though, if he if he was able to say, okay, I'm going to remove myself from being more of the GM and doing that sort of stuff – he could definitely boost the value of a franchise. Oh yeah, with with how business savvy he is too. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the obvious answer for sure. Was my first answer, and I, I bet it's one of your top answers too. But I agree with what you're saying, Austin. With if he's too involved, I I agree with you guys about wanting the GM to be in charge of personnel stuff. But if you all think that. Rich Paul won't be his GM, and they won't be sitting there together making every move. <laughs> oh God, you are mistaken. Because that is exactly what's going team. to happen. Yeah, is that what you want to happen, then, Jeremy? I, that's not what I want to happen. I'm telling you, that is how it will go. <laughs> Rich Paul will be his GM if he's an owner. Jeez, coattail rider of the decade of the century so far. I mean, he's good at what he does. Uh, I but don't know if I'd call him a coattail rider. He made his own name, like. He got there with LeBron, but he does his own thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's good at what he does, but would he be here without if, LeBron? If he was riding coattails, I don't think he would be good at what he does. He'd only We'd only be saying he's there be- because of LeBron, but right. at this point, he's there because he has been good over time. Fair enough. Okay, uh, Austin, who's a NBA player that you think would be a great owner? Uh, Chris Paul. Oh, nice. I, I think I sense that I stole one from you. Yeah, I had LeBron and Chris Paul as my top two. Uh, obviously... He is head of the NBA Players Association. Uh, seems to have a lot of good relations with players, uh, despite his kind of reputation as being uh, very pesky and annoying on the court. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think he's another guy who has kind of done a good job of building his own brand. Um, you know, I know he's with Jordan, obviously, but he's in a lot of commercials. I think he knows. Uh, a lot about the advertising of side and things. Um, and I think that has to do with having a smart people around you. And then B, you know, he's, he's very close with LeBron. Who's also good at that sort of stuff. Carmelo, Anthony, all those guys. So I don't know, maybe they could all own a team together. Oh, oh the banana boat management company. Banana boat Yo. management company. That's, that'd be great. That's awesome. Uh, do you know which of those four main guys from the banana boat crew were not on the banana boat? Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, Carmelo. And do you know who was on the banana boat instead of Carmelo? Dwayne Wade. Well, okay, so it was LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Paul, and who? I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, Gabrielle Union was there. She oh. was on the banana boat with them. Interesting. That makes sense. I mean, Yeah, it's weird. You you think it would be Carmelo, just from how much we've talked about over the years, and call him the banana boat crew. But he wasn't there. Someone Gabrielle Photoshop Union. it. Yeah, yeah, should I'm sure it's out there, honestly. Someone I think that would be a great owner. I don't think they have the money now. I don't know if they ever will. Um, just you know, to get to that situation, they could create a team like Kevin Garnett did. It's Jalen Brown. I think he's one of the smarter guys in the NBA. I would love you know to see him in some leadership position one day because I think he has what it takes. 
But my answer right now is uh, Damian Lillard. I think he makes enough money mm. right now in, in, in endorsements as well. Mm. He's a smart guy. I don't know if he would ever want to. But if he was the owner of the Trailblazers, like no one knows Portland, the Trailblazers like Damian Lillard does at this point. You know he's going to be a lifer there unless something crazy happens. And, you know, I just think he has that Portland attitude, would fit the system well, and um, could be a good owner. <laughs> what is the Portland attitude? I mean, he's just been there long enough to where, like, he understands the city, you know? Okay. I, don't I know just think of the show Portlandia. <laughs> That's exactly what I meant. And that is very different from He's Damian finding Lillard. his outfits from trash and dumpsters. Mm. I don't know what Portland's like. <laughs> So that's my answer. Uh, before we get back to the wheel, here's a guy who would not be a good owner in the future, and that is Kevin Durant. Ooh. Because you know if his team's doing bad, he's trying to buy another team. He's buy another team. Just right in the middle <laughs> of the season. Also, I was thinking maybe the Morris Twins would be a good owner because if you ever need to reach them, you know, like maybe Marcus Morris is somewhere else and they need to see Marcus. Markeith could just pretend to be Marcus and they would never know the difference. Yeah. Well, if they're both owners together, why would they need to be pretend to be each other? <laughs> also, people usually just have secretaries. <laughs> There's a lot of problems <laughs> with your idea. There. Well, no, I'm saying they sh- they shouldn't be owners, but it'd be funny for that situation. You know, so like one guy in a room. So you're pitching a sitcom. Guy. I'm going to oh. throw out one more guy. Was that cutting you off? No, no, no. no I, we agree. It okay. should be a sitcom. <laughs> I'm going to throw out one more guy. I think Kyle Lowry would be a great owner. Uh, he takes a lot of charges. So, obviously, he knows about charges. Running a team is a lot of charges. Very expensive. Also, he takes a lot of charges. So, he appreciates the little things. Okay, like what? Like uh, guys who box out well. Okay. Uh, He's good at boxing out. He is. He has very wide hips. Yeah, he has the uh, round face syndrome. So he's just, you yeah. know, complete, you know, he's round. Yeah. But you can always tell it in his but face. But his face doesn't really help with boxing out. <laughs> and they do <laughs> always say in NBA circles that you can tell an owner's going to be really good based on how well they box out. <laughs> <laughs> he appreciates the little things. Hey, you know, n- not agreeing with really anything you said, I do agree that Kyle Lowry would be a great owner. He would take nothing for granted. That's your little things takeaway. Love it. Takes nothing for granted. Love it. Yeah, he would be a good owner. Better than Michael Jordan? I don't think that's a high bar to clear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's spin the wheel. All unless right. you have anything else to add. Let's spin this wheel. Let's spin it. Oh, the Wizards. Oh, this is a fun one. Okay, we've me and Austin have been so antsy for this one because we don't, we don't know where this is going. Yeah, it could be real Gandalf-like Wizards. Yeah. Okay, I have no evidence to suggest that this guy is not a real Wizard. Uh, former Pacer Jared Utoff signed with the Wizards today. Oh, okay. So he's gonna get a fun little look in here in the bubble. It'd be good for him. He was really good at Iowa. I thought he was a good player. He was. He was good, and that was a good Iowa team when he was there. Those teams were really good. Um, Let me tell you, I don't know who this guy is, but Jared Utoff sounds like somebody who played at Utah. He does. Or uh, Iowa. Iowa. <laughs> he <laughs> does sound like someone who played at Utah as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It fits both ways. Yes, it does. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I love when it fits both ways. Spin that wheel. Wow, great, great spin. Great spin. Thanks. Coronavirus. Oh, this is a big one. 346 players, coaches, personnel tested. 
Zero positive new cases. Woo! Unbelievable. We said it a lot last week. We were hoping that things would stay about how they were, and they got better. We went from two to zero. Let's keep it at zero for as long as possible so we can get this season played. Yeah, um, I'm in. That's all I have to say about it. Hey, thanks, man. Do, you, do you agree, Austin? <laughs> Thank you for being in on no new coronavirus <laughs> cases. Yeah, I'm also pro-anti-coronavirus. Well said. <laughs> Wheel time. Spin that wheel. Oh, it landed on... Uh, I can't read it from here. What's that say? Oh, family emergencies. Family emergencies. This one is a little bit more of a somber one. Both Montrez Harrell and Zion Williamson had to leave the bubble for family emergencies. Haven't heard what's going on. Hopefully, it's nothing too bad. Uh, keep them in your, in your thoughts going forward here. Hopefully, they get back in the bubble in no time and get back to playing. Yeah, um, the Zion one's kind of tough. You know, like, he's 20, just turned 20. Mm-hmm. And all these, like, different things that come upon you when you first make it to the league. And he's also making millions and millions of dollars. I'm sure this is, like, the craziest thing that can happen to anybody. So, you know, just adding something on top of this with, with family emergencies, whatever that may be. I have, I have a few hunches what it might be. I don't want to speculate too much, though. But, yeah, for sure, thoughts and prayers go out to Zion and whatever he's going through right now. Uh, also, the NBA bent over backwards to make sure the Pelicans were in the bubble, <laughs> and now Zion's not even yeah, might not be there for imagine. a while. So I have a feeling he'll be back. For him. I, I have a feeling he'll be back. He will be. Uh, it's just it's all about time now. You have to get back in, and then you have to quarantine. So it's how quickly they get back, and then right. how how long they have to spend in quarantine. Yeah. So hopefully he's like doing a good job social distancing, doesn't have any chance to get coronavirus. Yep. We'll see. We'll we'll see because there's a great chance he does come back. Hopefully he can play though. And then on the other side, Montrez is a really key player for that Clippers team, and they'll be hurting without his size and what he does in the pick and roll for them when uh, when we get back to play there. So will you remind me of the Montrez Harrell situation? His is the same deal. It, it, all it said was family emergency. So so is he not coming back? No, he, he also plans to come back. Okay. It's just a matter of time for both of them. Cool. All right, the final category, we don't need to spin the wheel. No, let's spin it. Well, if we spin it, it might not land on it. Well, we're how five for five on new ones so far. <laughs> Do you want to? Let's risk it. All right. Hopefully, we don't blow this. Okay. Wizards. Hey, Austin. Do you want to add anything about wizards? Uh, look. One time, I had a spell cast on me. I lost my eyeballs. It was horrible. <laughs> More uh, luckily, eyeballs. luckily, I met a friendly wizard though. I got them back. So that's my wizard stories. Let's let's just. What's the next category? All right. The the final category is broadcast schedule ooh, and this is a big one for this reason all three of the Pacers scrimmage games will be on NBA TV so you don't if at first it was reported they would only be available if you're within 75 miles of Indianapolis but now no matter where you are you'll be able to watch them on NBA TV as long as you pay for NBA League Pass no on NBA TV oh yeah, that's so I don't have to, have to pay have extra for as long as you have NBA TV, you can watch it. Wow, even if I'm living in Indianapolis, I don't have to pay extra for these games. Exactly. Wow. I think if they have an advanced cable subscription, though, you think YouTube TV will suffice? Uh, if you're out of market, I believe they will be on uh, NBA League Pass, though. Okay. So we'll see. You never know, but they will be broadcast. And again, those games are Thursday, July 23rd. Hopefully, this pod is out by then at 3:30 against Portland. Sunday, July 26th versus the Mavericks at 4. And then finally, Tuesday, July 28th 
versus the Spurs at four. What was the first game you said again? Uh, versus Portland. Nice. Um, excited for Portland this season. I'm excited to see what they look like. Honestly, I I think the Pacers have a better team, but they have Nurkic back, and they have Zach Collins back. So yep. added two big men to their depth right there, which is what they've been hurting. And they've got that most. Portland attitude. And they got that Portland attitude with future owner Damian Lillard. So uh, d- should we spin the wheel just, you know, just to spin it because it's been really fun. We're, we're out of categories though. But you, you don't think we can just keep spinning it? No. Oh, I don't man. think so. Well, it was fun while it lasted. It was. It was. All right, we've been all over the place just talking about NBA news. Uh, we'll get into some Pacers talk here in just a minute. But real quick, we want to do our bubble moment of the week. Yeah, play the jingle. Bubble moment of the week. Yeah, we we got to invest in a new jingle. We need a new jingle person. Yeah, that's not going to that's not going to cut it for the future. All right, well, I mixed it up from last week. I think you're just hard to please. He he made that wonderful intro and he's just been phoning it in on the music ever he's been since. Phoning it. <laughs> Speaking of writing on coattails, he's been writing on that intro music this whole time. Hey, one hit wonder, you know, Smash Mouth, Carly Rae Jepsen. Not a one-hit wonder. She's, like, pretty big. I can name one Carly Rae Jepsen song. Yeah, you can, but, like, I can't name any K-pop songs, but that doesn't mean they're not popular. That's true. He's got a point there. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I... That might have been my bubble moment of the week. Yeah, Shut I'm, you down. I'm speechless. Mm. Speechless. Uh, here's my real bubble moment of the week. And it uh, it came yesterday. It came on Monday. And that was Goga Batazzi's birthday. They bring out the cake. And then Brian Bowen starts doing this weird dance and <laughs> singing happy birthday to him. And I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I loved it. Hilarious. I love that the team's all together like that, too, and loving it. Yeah. It's, it's a good sign for the Pacers going forward. You know, they like being around each other. Yes. That's, that's always a good sign. And that's not always the case for teams. True. So it's good. Um, speaking of that, Goga definitely needs a haircut. His hair's, his hair's a little wild right now. Uh, it just looks kind of off. It's not his normal thing. It, I'm, I'm it looks sure like he on. has a wig almost. <laughs> I'm but not even kidding. It's but like it's still short. That's the thing. It's short. It looks like he just, it's like a hard plastic cap that he <laughs> set on top of his head. Hey, maybe he just hasn't been to the new barbershop down there yet. I know, man. They have to be taking lots of orders. It's, dude, the bubble's turning into NBA 2K, the playground. The neighborhood, yeah. Yeah, or the neighborhood, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, dude, it's so funny. Um, I like that moment of the week. Good one. That was one of mine, but I went ahead and changed mine because I knew that was yours coming oh, in. since you stole mine last week. I did steal yours la- last week. Last week. Um, I saw it last week. This week, though, the thing I thought was great was there's an Austin Rivers Instagram live where he's walking around the bubble, and he's like, "You guys think like you, like you guys can think whatever you want." And then he flips the camera around and he shows a whole building, and he's like, "This is where LeBron's been staying. He has his whole place to himself, <laughs> <laughs> the whole building." So I don't know if it's true, but if it isn't, it's still funny because you know everyone knows that this is this whole bubble's for LeBron. Yeah. And if, like, LeBron didn't want this to happen, it probably wouldn't happen. <laughs> but if he wanted it to happen, which is probably the case, that's, you know, it's it's going to happen. So I thought that's funny. I hope he's staying in that whole hotel. <laughs> like, that's awesome. That'd be crazy. If anyone in the league was to get that kind of treatment, it's LeBron. Here's the thing. If LeBron was staying in that whole building by himself, he'd probably go crazy and it would hurt his performance. What if he brought the entire Space Jam 2 production team with him to the bubble <laughs> just so they can work on it while they're there? Ooh. Amazing. Great idea. Yeah, we should do some research into this. I bet that's what's happening. <laughs> I, d- I definitely believe it. That's my bubble moment, though. Breezy, you got a bubble moment? Yeah, my bubble moment of the week, not necessarily a good moment, 
But uh, Dwight Howard outed himself as an anti-vaxxer and uh, somebody who thinks that coronavirus is a conspiracy. So uh, don't listen to Dwight Howard uh, about probably anything now. That's a good PSA to have as your bubble moment of the week. All right, let's talk some Pacers. Finally. Since we're all Pacers. Yes. Uh, We got some updates from Nate McMillan over the weekend. Some are good, some are bad. Uh, first up, o- Oladipo expected to play in our first scrimmage on Thursday, which is huge. Uh, he also said minutes for the whole team will be based on fitness level, so expect to see some lineup changes and minutes being a little bit weird, just depending on where guys are. Can we talk about the Oladipo stuff for a minute? Yeah, of course. Because you know a lot more stuff has come out recently about why he's playing or why he wasn't going to play. What I've been hearing is Oladipo, if he doesn't play, won't get his $3 million that mm-hmm. he's supposed to be getting for time played. And that is not the Pacers' decision. That is the league's that decision. That is the league's decision, which is great f- If you, I mean, in regards to the Pacers. I mean, it sucks that he can't sit out like he wanted to. You know, because, like, one injury here is, you know, yeah. th- it, could ca- it could be like one of those contract situations, like an Isaiah Thomas or, I mean, any of those guys who are set to get a big contract mm-hmm. and can't get that because of a dumb injury. So... We, we hope nothing but the best for Oladipo. I'm glad he's playing, but it, it does kind of stink for him that, you know, he doesn't get to choose here. Right. But it's $3 million worth it, you know? Well, I think it goes back to what I said last week, which is he was cleared months ago. Like, he's been able to play since, uh, like, January. So saying it was because of the, the in, that injury, like, it's a little iffy. I was pro him not playing, having said that. I thought if he felt like he needed to sit out, then he should sit out. But if he's changed his mind, even if it is just for the money, if he feels like he could play, then I'm all for it. I think he should go for it. Also, um, the 76ers, their home versus away record is staggeringly different. Like their their away record's awful. They're away this whole time. I I just wanted to point that out. Well, but here's the thing nobody's home. I mean, unless you want to say, like, Orlando. True. but Which, yeah, that brings up the question, what is really affecting the 76ers in their home away splits? Is it their home fans aren't there, or is it that the away fans are there? Or is it that they don't feel like they're at home when they're on the road, and will they feel at home in Orlando? That's a good question, too. I mean... Because they've had some time to spend down there it's now. true. But Joel Embiid didn't like the food. Ooh, he did say he was going to lose a ton of weight. And that's one of his favorite things, is, is food. Yeah, I read one time that, like, Joel Embiid will take, like, basically two full bags of Chick-fil-A and, like, multiple milkshakes on the plane. Uh, I think I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it was – I mean, he's also seven foot tall and, like, 200-some-odd pounds. When you're a really big guy like that and you're working out all the time, you have to eat a ton of food just to stay. Like, you – you always read around Olympics times the stories of how much the swimmers eat. Like, like Michael, Michael Phelps, Michael yeah. Phelps would eat as much food as like five people needed in one day, just because of how much energy he's expending in the pool. Like it's similar for these really big NBA guys who are running up and down the court all day. Man, I should be an athlete. Yeah, well, here, eat. take it from me. It's look, uh, as someone who has to eat a ton of food, probably amount as of Joel and B- Joel Embiid eats. You know, just because of how athletic I am. This is what the doctors tell yeah. me, of course. Also because you're sympathy eating for the pregnancy. And I'm sympathy eating for the pregnancy. So um, That's right. Jack's eating for two right now. <laughs> Technically for three. <laughs> so I'm having twins? No, um, you're eating for yourself, your wife, and the baby. 
I thought he was just eating for him and the baby. Why is he eating for Rio? Rio should probably eat for the baby as well. I thought you sympathy ate it like for your partner. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but as a, <laughs> you know, as a former athlete, or as a not a former, as a current high capacity athlete, I have to eat a lot, and it is fun. I would recommend. So anyone out there, I just start eating like crazy, and the athleticism will follow. Mm. Good advice. That sounds like a Doctor Oz take. <laughs> A bit of bad news. Demonis Sabonis has missed practices most of last week with a plantar fasciitis flare-up. Hopefully he gets over that pretty soon. He has been in the practice facility with the team every day, as has Goga, who also missed practices last week. But he appeared to be shooting in some pictures I saw from practice yesterday. So I think he's at least back to practice. I don't know about how game-ready he is, though. Nate McMillan seems to expect both of those guys to miss at least the first exhibition, which is going to lead, as promised, to some TJ Leaf minutes. So let's talk about TJ Leaf here for a second. Uh, Do we have to? We do. Oh, wait, can I add something real quick? Yeah. Uh, Miles Turner didn't practice today either. That's true. So we're missing three big men potentially right now, which if these three don't play, which they probably all will. Uh. Miles Turner didn't practice today, today just with general soreness, so I think it was just a rest day for him. I don't, I don't think it's anything major. I think it was just a day off for Miles in hopes that he'll be more game ready for Thursday. So you don't think it's major. I think it's major. Austin, what do you think? Mm, I'd say it's in between. <laughs> All right, well, then I'm going to switch my answer to it's not major you know, as well. But if you combine the words major and minor, you get major or minor, or depending mi- on what you start with. Really, either one. You start with M either way. <laughs> mm-hmm. And end with or either way. English is crazy. Wow, what a world. So, okay, you think Miles Turner's playing? I think he'll play. You yeah. don't think it's that serious? Uh, I'm not saying it's not serious. I'm just saying I don't think it's serious enough to hold him out. And can I add something to the Sabonis flare or the plantar fasciitis yeah. flare up? Um, I, you know, as a former semi pro athlete, is that what it is if you're in college playing? No. Is that just amateur? Just amateur. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> So as a former amateur athlete, uh, I actually dealt with plantar fasciitis a little bit my sophomore year of college, uh-huh. and um, I still played. I'm also maybe six foot, and Sabonis is maybe seven foot. So there's a difference. You know, my yeah. uh, my team bio said I was six foot one. So uh, they always exaggerate on uh, this. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but if Sabonis doesn't play, that means you're tougher than Sabonis. And I accept. I accept that. I do you do. want to accept that? He's supposed to be the second best player on your favorite team. Our favorite team. Do you accept well, it? Well, I was talking to you just now. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'll, I accept that I'm tougher than an NBA player, even if they're on my favorite team. Having known you for a long time, you are not tougher than any NBA <laughs> player. I don't know. He did play with plantar fasciitis. I did, as well as shin splints at times, which are the worst. Wow. I've also seen you run away screaming from a piece of licked pizza. So mm, That's not true. <laughs> that story has changed so much. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm going to get triggered. <laughs> um, so you were talking about, let's, just, let's switch the subject to TJ Leaf, I guess. That's what I want to change the subject to. Wow. All right. And it, this is probably going to shock some people who have been following us for a while. It'll definitely shock Jack. I am, I am here for some TJ Leaf minutes. 
You've got to be kidding me. Honestly? At center. Okay. I'm here for TJ Leaf minutes at center. Um, look back at his best two games this season, games where he got some minutes and was actually able to play. Um, 13 points, 15 rebounds against Chicago, and 12 points, 7 rebounds against Houston. Playing center minutes in those games. Uh, we won the Chicago game, lost the Houston game, but he played really well in both of those. And I think if he can just get in there, fill in in that role, be solid, then he's going to have some good minutes for us. I got a counter for you. So we talked about this when that Chicago game happened. Uh huh. He was matched up with my, uh, Thad Young a lot, and he's comfortable playing against Thad Young, especially from those two years in practice together. I thought a lot of that had to do with he felt comfortable in the situation because it's someone that he knows and knows their tendencies. And if his second game is, what, 13 points and seven rebounds, you really want him at center? You want him playing some center minutes? I'm not saying I want him at center. You're here for it, though. I'm saying I'm okay with it in the moment. Okay, because he's awfully bad at defense. Hey, if he can defend the pick and roll... And he can get That's out. a big if. Well, why don't you just try and be a little positive here? Okay, I'll be positive. Sorry, I'm aggressive. This is what we have to deal with. <laughs> so you can either be negative about it or be like me and try and be positive I about it. I changed my mind. I'm going to be negative. We need some Alizé Johnson minutes at center. Okay, that's a terrible idea. He's all of six foot four. You're saying that's a worse idea than TJ Leaf at center. At least TJ Leaf is tall enough to guard Nurkic. What about... I oh think it's a pretty Calabunga idea. <laughs> You just said he's tall enough to guard Nurkic. You would rather have Alize Johnson guarding Nurkic? Okay. Hey, Charles Barkley was only six foot four and he turned out to be the second or third best player yeah. of the nineties. Johnson is nowhere near as thick as Barkley is though. Well Well, I mean, maybe if he gets on the Michael Phelps Jack Brown eating cycle, he could be. You didn't answer my question. You really want Johnson to guard Nurkic. I don't want TJ Leaf guarding Nurkic. I'd rather Johnson guarding Nurkic. That's a crazy take. I'd also rather have Johnson in the game because he can hit threes. Yeah, well, TJ Leaf can shoot. He just In has, theory. He has confidence problems because of people like you. <laughs> you just, I did. I pointed out. He's him. blaming. You're blaming. I'm blaming you specifically. <laughs> I'm going to forget everything bad I ever said about him. Because I'm on his side now. Wow, okay. And I'm the reason that he's not good. People like you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, what I will say is he's probably going to have to play, so I'll give him a chance. I would much rather see Jakar Sampson or Alizé Johnson take those minutes than TJ Leaf. But TJ Leaf, like I said a while back in UCLA, I thought he was the best player on that team. So, I mean, he definitely has the capabilities of being a good player, but just can't shoot yet. Or doesn't have the confidence, like you said. I don't. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll have to find out. Maybe we won't ever find out. This could be this last ever chance to be in the NBA. So, I uh, would you? F- you would feel more comfortable with Goga getting all those minutes? I would rather have Goga in there. Just you know, he's nineteen or twenty. I can't remember his exact age. His exact age right now, but I'd rather have him in there to invest in him at least. Like t- they're both going to be just as bad on defense, but Goga's taller and. Like, maybe there's a chance that he's going to be really good. So you agree that being taller will help you in defense? Oh, my gosh. You just you tricked me, dude. <laughs> I didn't trick you. You, tricked you said me. that on your own. <laughs> hey, they're both equally bad at defense. I would rather Alizé Johnson on defense than TJ Leaf. 
or Goga? I would rather Goga in the game than TJ Leaf. They are both equally bad at defense, so give me the taller one on those equally bad defenders. You're not making any sense. No, I am making – okay, here's my here's my top three of those three, Jeremy. I hate that we're even talking about this because this is probably irrelevant. In order, Goga starting first, Alizé Johnson, TJ Leaf. You could convince me TJ Leaf over Alizé Johnson. I know you could. Well, hopefully I know you I'd could. be able to – But I don't think that you disagree with that list either if you have TJ Leaf at two. I would rather have TJ Leaf playing than Alizé Johnson. At what about Goga? Because Alize Johnson is a small forward, <laughs> and he can't play in that position. He can rebound, though. Can he? We haven't seen him play enough to do. We've seen him play in the G League, where he puts up big numbers against other G League guys. But playing center against NBA centers, I don't think he can hack it there. He can step out and shoot the three, though, and space the floor. Also, he's rebounding from a small forward position. <laughs> so if he has to match up against a center in rebound, I don't think it goes as well for him. All right, but your three are Goga, TJ Leaf, Alizé Johnson then? Yeah. Okay. But well, we also probably, hopefully also just leave Alizé Johnson. It's Goga and TJ Leaf. I don't want him playing center at all. <laughs> but Jakar Sampson's third then? I guess. If those are the only guys available, yeah. Or else uh, Doug put, McDermott. Put Doug McDermott center. in there. Yeah. Jeez, That sucks. That sucks. I think he I think he can make it work. More than Alize Johnson? Yeah. Dude, I'm I'm done with you, man. I'm done with you. I'm shocked you're as big as you are on Alize Johnson. <sighs> give him a chance. Give him a chance. Okay. I'll give TJ Leaf a chance. No, TJ Leaf's TJ Leaf's gotten all of his chances from me. He's gotten them all. He's They're, played only one more year. The, he's gotten all no, Alize Johnson doesn't even get in games. Neither TJ Leaf barely plays either. T- T- Why are we arguing? Okay, this is Alize Johnson. This is so irrelevant. Hang on. Okay. Alize Johnson doesn't play because he gets sent down to the G League because he's not even good enough to make the bench. TJ Leaf doesn't play because he's good enough to make the bench. All right. All right. I that's fine. I will never agree on this, and we'll never probably know the correct answer because we'll never see Alize Johnson play because he's not as good. I'm glad <laughs> we agree. <laughs> Let's move on, please. Uh, Jakar Sampson, as you just mentioned possible player in that role he did return to practice sunday but he's been limited in practice so we'll see if he's available coming up and uh that's all the injury updates i have and i hope that's all of the injury updates we get i hope there's no more jack did you have anything else for us this week i have zero other things this week but follow us on twitter yes follow us on twitter again give us a follow give us a retweet and you'll be automatically entered into our contest for a prize uh we'll we were pretty nba centric today but we'll be back next week we'll have games to talk about for the first time in a long time i can't even believe it there's no way this is actually happening very excited wow well hopefully the games happen right well zero positive cases this week let's keep that going let's let's keep the streak alive uh all dot pacers on instagram all underscore pacers on twitter we'll see you guys next time peace out about team basketball it's all about playing the game the right way the name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey you play for the indiana pacers that's who you represent